Hey, welcome to the Build Your Team podcast. And today we're going to be talking about the five stages in hiring a new employee. I am your host, Atiba, and I'm so glad that you're here because the fact that you're here means that you're looking to build a solid team for your company so that your company can grow. And I've been building solid teams for over 20 years in several of my organizations. And so I just want to kind of share with you some of what I've learned over the years as you are building your team. Now, a question that I get a lot is, you know, how many candidates should I have in the interview process? How many people should should be should be going through this process with me? And, you know, the honest answer to that question is it depends. And it really depends on the role that you are hiring for. The more specialized and the more specific the role, the fewer candidates there are in the world that can even do it. So there are fewer candidates that you would even have going through the process with you versus if you're looking for, say, just a general admin type of person. Well, there are lots of people who can do that. And so you'll have a lot more candidates to choose from. But the key is not the number of candidates that you have in the process, but the process itself, because the process itself is what will yield you the ideal candidate. And that's something that I wanted to pause on right there, because I know this has happened to me where I'm going through the hiring process with candidates and I may get to step three and it's a five step process and there's nobody to move to step four. That's okay. It's better to know now. It's better to realize now that the people you're talking to don't deserve to continue moving through your process than for you to hire them and find out after the fact. Because the reality is, no matter how great the process is that we put in place, we're still going to make mistakes sometimes. We're still going to hire some people who maybe we shouldn't have hired, maybe a bad hire. But if you don't have a process, and I can tell you, there was a time when I didn't have great processes and I used to hire a ton of people and a ton of them were bad and it was a mess. It was an absolute mess. So I'm trying to save you from a lot of that mess happening for you too okay so let's jump in to the five stages the number one number one stage which makes the most sense is the sourcing of candidates sourcing of candidates and and this is the most critical stage because if you do this wrong no one will move forward so number one is figuring out where you need to go find these candidates where do they go to look for jobs the specific types of candidates that you are looking for so when and once you figure that out then you have to write a job description that number one describes what it is you're looking for but number two number two and this is the important part that most people miss describes who you are what you value and what you expect You see, by putting it out up front, who you are, what you value and what you expect, what you end up with is people who will read that 
and realize oh we value different things or they'll read that and say oh i don't want to do this stuff i don't want to be a part of this and they won't apply okay they won't apply so figuring out where the candidates are and writing a great job description that talks about what it is the job is all about but more importantly who you are what you value and what you expect that's stage number one of sourcing candidates number two is screening now here's how i do screening in every single job description that i write and put out there or my team puts out there we ask questions of the candidate that we expect for them to answer in their response and if they don't answer them we just kick them out we don't i don't even read your response so the first thing that the team does is when we get a new applicant we know the questions that we asked for the specific job we look at the response before we open a resume before we do anything else we look at the response that they sent and did they answer the questions no delete right away absolutely delete um a question that people ask all the time is so how many questions should i ask well you need to ask at least three and you need to ask no more than six that's kind of the range anything beyond that and you're becoming onerous anything less than that you're not asking enough and typically what i will do is if i'm going to say ask four questions i'll make three of them really really obvious i'd have a section in the job description that's you know questions for you to answer and put the three questions and then that fourth question i would bury it in the rest of the job description somewhere yep i'd bury it why because i want to know that they actually read my job description and if they don't answer question number four if they just answer three questions then i know they didn't read the entire job description and they're probably not going to be somebody who pays attention to detail and or follows direction really really well so i can screen them and that's the whole point of this stage is screening so we ask these questions so that people have to answer them and if they don't answer them we can automatically just delete them that leaves us with a much smaller pool of people who actually answered the questions and then we look at those answers and we start to say okay who answered the question well who answered the question well who answered the question well now i then take that small group of people who answered the question well and I respond to them referencing their answers and asking them follow-up questions. I ask them follow-up questions. Why? Because anybody can write a good answer once. Anybody can Google something and put something down that sounds sweet once. Now, technically they can do it twice but believe me you'll get a lot fewer people who either one respond a second time okay with that next response and and or two respond in a poor manner so that's what you're looking for so now you get the second response in, and now you can see okay this is what you said the first time this is what you said the second time you're you're what you're presenting is congruent because i'm asking questions about the job and about the position and about the role now something else that i do is on the second message that i send to them so after they respond to my first set of questions when i send back my response to them 
one of the questions I always ask is tell me about yourself outside of work. Let me know a little bit about you, what you like and what you don't like. And, I, and I, I'm clear, what you like and what you don't like, right? What you love to do, what you don't like to do. Because I want to get to know who they really are. And I want to see, again, are they going to follow directions? Are they just going to give me some stupid answer? Or are they actually going to dig in and give me a real answer? I'm, believe me, I've gotten some beautiful answers to that. Some answers where you really get to know the person and a little bit about them. And that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for because you guys have heard me say it before here on Build Your Team. We're all about making sure that as we build a team, that we are a co cohesive unit that fit together well. We hire for fit first. We hire for fit first. Okay. So that helps me understand do you fit? I've already told you what my values were and you responded. Now I want to know a little bit about you because I'm trying to marry and make sure that your values and my values, they actually do intersect. So that's uh, step number two is screening. Step number three, number three is we start to interview. We start to do the interviews. Now with the interview process, there are tons of different ways that you can do interviews. You can do one-on-one -on -one interviews. You can do group interviews where it's you and someone else from your organization interviewing this, this person, the candidate. You can do interviews in a tiered manner. So I've also been a part of situations where you did an interview with the hiring manager. Then you did an interview with um, your, your direct manager. And then you did an interview with upper management, depending on the size of your company. Okay. And so people went through th three interviews. So it really depends there. There are tons of different ways that you can structure the interview process. Okay. But the goal of the interview process is for you to get to know who they really are and for them to get to know you again, hiring for fit first. Once we start to see fit, now we go going to get into questions about, okay, can you actually do this job? Right beyond what you put on paper. I want to hear you answer my questions about what you can actually do to, to do this job. Sometimes I'll even ask them the same questions that I asked in the emails and in the communications uh, back and forth, because I want to see if you're going to give me the same answer. I want to see if you didn't see my question, go to Google, get a great answer, plop it in there and move on. I want to know if this is something that you really believe or, or you're just a faker. Okay, so the interview process, the purpose there is to get to know them, get to know them and to, for you to share some about you and your organization as well. It's a give and take, a give and take. So that's step number three is interviewing the candidates. Step number four, after you've interviewed the candidates, and I strongly suggest as well that when you're interviewing that you also, if you're doing it over Zoom or any type of, um, you know, technology like that, record the interview so you can watch them again because you'll forget after you interview five people you start to mix up which one is which right um and that leads us into stage number four which is creating the offer offering the job to a candidate so sometimes in offering the job to the candidate and you're comparing maybe you did three maybe you did five maybe you did seven interviews 
and you're comparing all of these different people, sometimes it's helpful to be able to go back to the recording and listen again so that you can hear again what they had to say and how they responded because there maybe is something that you missed the first time around. But the key is when you offer the candidate the position, you make the offer to them, okay? Put it in writing. If you've been communicating by email or on a job board at a platform, put it in writing, make the offer to them, negotiate back and forth if you need to, to make sure that they accept the offer. And then after they've accepted the offer, then go back and tell the interviewees that the other interviews that you interviewed that, hey, we offered it to someone else. We thank you. We may can keep you around for future consideration or any other kind of pleasantries that you may like to say to them. But let them know, close the loop. Close the loop on the people who did not get the job. You don't have to tell them why they didn't get the job. As a matter of fact, if you're in the United States, it's not even appropriate, maybe not even legal to tell them why they didn't get the position. Okay, but just tell them that you decided to go a different route. No explanation, no reason necessary, but let them know that this avenue, at least for right now, is closed. Okay, so that's step number four. You make the offer, make it in writing, and then let everybody else know that the job is no longer open, that you have filled the position. And then step five, speaking of, of making sure that everyone knows that the job is no longer open, you go back to wherever you posted the job, right? When you were sourcing the candidates, whatever job board or forum or wherever it was that you were you posted the original job post, you go back there and you close the job. You close the job because the worst thing for a candidate is, <clears throat> excuse me, that they apply to a job after you fill it and you never respond to them. They may be the perfect candidate and you may need them in the future. And you may burn a bridge today accidentally by not closing the job because they're going to get a bad taste in their mouth that they applied and you never even responded. You never even responded. So step five is go close the job. So guys, that's it. Those are the five steps, the five stages to hiring. Let's go through them again. Sourcing the candidates, screening, interviewing your candidates, offering the job, and then closing the job offer okay now as we said before depending on the type of job that you are advertising for and that you're looking to hire for the more skilled and the more uh precise the job is the fewer people will apply right there are only so many left knee surgeons in the world for example if you need someone who all they do is operate on left knees. There are only a few of them. So you're not going to get a ton of candidates. You're not going to get a ton of candidates because not everybody can do that. On the flip side, if you're looking for a general admin, yeah, you're probably going to get flooded. You're probably going to get flooded and it's going to make the screening process that much more important. Okay, so that's it hope that was helpful as always if you've got any questions drop them down below um send me an email i would love to hear from you guys love to answer any of your questions about hiring because hey you've got to build your team 
listen to me carefully. The difference between you and where you want to go is your team. And you've got to build a solid team. So let's get it done. All right, everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you.